Hello everyone and welcome back to the HSE Network podcast. This week we're joined by Britt Howard. Britt takes us through his talk from the HSE Virtual Series of last year. It's a really great show, so let's get right to it. Welcome back everybody. I hope you had a nice coffee and short break, maybe a walk outside to stretch the legs and now back for some brilliant content. It has been wonderful so far. We've had some great topics covered. It's been a bit of a human performance focused morning uh, and now we're going to drift into something that I'm very passionate about. And I know uh, Worley, as I mentioned before, we've been doing some outstanding work with these guys over the past couple of years. And we're really honoured to have Britt today uh, to discuss about engaging the work family during normal um, during normal times and COVID-19 time. Um, this is going to be a really engaging conversation from Brett, talking about Worley's experiences, uh, reviewing how important it is to engage our work family that are working in the field and on the shop floor during COVID-19. Um, so lots of things to be covered by uh, by, uh, by uh, Britt and Worley for this session. I'm going to hand you over to Britt now, and he's going to take you through this presentation. And uh, over to you, sir. Thank you, Paul, and I'm so glad to be here to share this because we're actually growing in this space as well. And what I mean by we're growing in this space, I'm talking about the space of how we still connect, how we still engage our work family members that are around the world when we're working virtually, most of us. When COVID-19 landed, we have 52,000 people around the world and 42,000 of them went from the office to a home-based office like I am right now. But we still have people that are working on projects around the world, onshore, offshore, and also in fabrication shops. So what I wanted to share with this group was how we are serving in the space of engagement. Because engaging work family members is profoundly important to me. I serve the America's business for Worley I serve about 21,000 people that are at the top of Canada down to the bottom of Argentina. I've been in this space for 30 years. And one of the things that I find most rewarding, one of the things that I find most important is the engagement that I have the opportunity to do with my work family members in the office, in the field, shop floor, wherever. Preferably face-to-face, but we can't do that right now. When I did have face-to-face engagement, I would observe work. I would review how we were complying with the protocols that were in place, such as onboarding new work family members, toolbox meetings, how we were completing and following job hazard analysis, and how we were planning and executing safe work. We can't do that right now because we're in a virtual reality. We know that if we come together in groups, we take the chance of spreading the virus. So how is Worley? How am I responding to that? I still want to, I still need to engage my work family member, just like we're engaging right now. Typically, we use Microsoft Teams. I know we're using Zoom here, but I've also been exposed to WebEx, BlueJeans, and many other platforms to engage our work family members. We do that by going out and planning the event. So typically a group would put together a PowerPoint. They would gather work family members in a a conference room that could actually come from the floor, whether it's a pipe fitter, whether it's a welder, with a frontline leader, and we engage them. It's not an assessment, it's not an audit, it's an opportune time to talk about what's going on at the sharp end of the stick. 
where our work family members have the exposure. The number one thing we talk about is COVID-19 and how it has changed not only our professional lives, but also our personal lives. We want to hear what they're thinking about when it comes to health, safety, and sustainability. We want to know how we can continue or improve on our support. And we also want to learn about best practices or current initiatives that they have. So they put together a presentation and they talk about COVID-19 and how they're managing that. They talk about how they've embraced our new purpose and our values. They talk about their top risk. They talk about how they're managing their risks. They talk about their experiences when it comes to our everyday exposures to safety and health, such as the recordable case frequency rate. And then we go into what actually is happening at the sharp end of the stick. So they describe how they start out their work days. They describe how they complete job hazard analysis. They describe how they engage our work family members. I have a picture of a glove on this slide because hand injuries are the number one way that our work family members get hurt. We use take five for safety and each one of those fingers details our actions in preventing hand injuries and managing hand risk exposures. Preparation for the virtual visit is they know what we're gonna be talking about, whether it's how we bring people into the site or the office, how we onboard new work family members and make sure they understand and embrace our concept of safe work, how the two box meetings are set up to plan our work, and of course, how we engage work family members in the field. But this does not put aside our normal exposures, such as what is the appropriate PP per the exposure to the hazards of the project and or the office. Now we have to wear PP in the office. Who would ever have dreamed of that? We've been talking about wearing a mask, potentially a face shield, potentially gloves in an office setting. All this is relatively new. We have to embrace it. We have to embrace the change, manage it, and I dare say conquer it as we move forward as a work family. We talk about our basic life-saving rules. We talk about the other things that are associated with how we complete work, not only in the field or in the shop, but also in the office because there are risks there as well, such as our salesmen visiting customers. What's the customer's protocols when it comes to entering their site? Is there a temperature check? Is there an oxygen saturation check? Did you complete a medical declaration 24 hours, 48 hours before you came? Does the customer or and or does the project require you to have a COVID-19 negative test within 48 hours of you breaking the threshold of their office or their project before you arrive. And then of course, I talked about protecting the hands and reporting all incidents. We have learned by doing this some best practices. We had the normal health declaration and the temperature check. The oxygen saturation check actually came from a couple of our Mexico projects that had not been shared throughout the world, but they've been shared now. We also talk about how we sanitize our work areas and how we stage areas where our work families members get together to manage the spread of COVID-19. We're still an active work family. We're winning work. We're delivering work. And with that comes with new work family members joining our work family. 
So we want to make sure that we onboard them appropriately. We want to make sure that they understand not only the normal expectations when it comes to being safe in a work environment, but also what is different, what is the new norm when it comes to COVID-19. Toolbox meetings, what are we focused on? How do we set our work family members up for success when it comes to planning our work? How do they behave when it comes to wearing a mask and socially distancing as they do their stretch and flex, as they create their job hazard analysis? This is an opportunity for us to confirm that we are serving them effectively from a home office like I work and or to coach, to teach, to share knowledge instead of expecting common sense. And then once we understand, once we agree how they've planned their work, now we get to go out virtually and check on how they're executing their work. This is an actual job hazard analysis from structural steel lifting and erection for one of our Mexico projects. And you see it's the norm, you know, what are the tasks that are gonna be completed? What are the hazards? What are the hazard mitigation efforts? And then who is responsible? So we review this virtually. So you think about that, we're moving towards using FaceTime technology, if you will. Microsoft Office has a technology called the HoloLens where a person can wear a camera and everything that that person sees, the group that's on the other end of the team's meeting can see and engage that work family member, even loud enough that the person that the person is engaged with six feet away can hear the question. Or if I was wearing the camera, I could just repeat the question to the work family member and then I would repeat the answer back to the team of five, 10, 15, on the other side of the platform, such as Microsoft Teams. And that's just one. We've also looked at just using a smartphone with FaceTime technology, an iPhone with FaceTime technology in spaces where we don't have to worry about intrinsically safety and working that. But where we are right now is we have a, a presentation provided similar to what I'm sharing with all of you right now, we have the work family members that are actually at the sharp end of the stick in a conference room or in a, in a lunch room, wearing masks, socially distancing. And then we call in to a Teams meeting from all over the world. And I'm gonna show you a picture of that here in a minute. Once we've done the job hazard analysis and once we've reviewed that and we understand it, then we have some pictures and or live footage of how the work is actually executed. This is an opportunity to, again, to confirm that we're doing the right thing and or to teach, to coach, to share common knowledge. And you notice I didn't use them or they. I used we because we're all one work family, which is another opportunity of where these virtual meetings come into play. I sat in on a virtual visit two weeks ago and our actual clients participated in the meeting. And at the end of the meeting, the client said, this is fantastic for two reasons. Number one, I appreciate you engaging with your work family that's here on the ground with me. And secondly, it's an opportunity to develop, to nurture a relationship, 
and for the work family members to really know that they are cared about from people that are outside of the local project, even outside the country because it was in Mexico and I was in, in Houston. And I should have said three things. The client asked for some support. So he asked for some specific training that we could provide out of the, the home office. Typical team members in these virtual meetings include, of course, the project leadership team, such as the, the project management or construction manager. We're in engineering and construction in Worley around the world, specifically in the, the energy space. The health, safety, and sustainability manager, the quality manager, the, the local leadership, and of course, the frontline leadership and craft professionals, if they are available. And also what's not listed here, which was a surprise, was the client representation. That is a real nugget or a byproduct that we did not expect and how well it's going over. Here's an actual screenshot of a, a meeting I had a couple of weeks ago. So starting at the upper left, these work family members are in Mexicali, Mexico, working on a, a massive multi-million dollar project. Uh, the young man that's in the top right-hand corner, he's the HSS manager for all of Mexico. The bottom left-hand corner is actually the senior vice president for all of Mexico and delivering all of their projects, which there are hundreds. He was newly appointed in August, and he has never had the opportunity to visit this project that we're looking at right now. But he got to visit them virtually through this, which is another, you know, during these times where we have reduced or, or eliminated uh, travel, this is an opportunity to still learn, to still engage. And then, of course, there's me on the right-hand side. You see my hand print behind me because I'm, I'm driving. Hey, let's watch out for our hands. Uh, we only have two and we only have 10 fingers. Uh, we don't want to expose them. Think about other methods other than using your hands. Protect your hands. Just a nonverbal that's behind me that I can send in that space. And then this is the last slot. And then I wanna have some engagement, please. Um, these are the, the scheduled site virtual events. Uh, the top two I've already completed. And then you see uh, the rest, whether they're in the U.S. or even here in Houston. We have a, one in Argentina coming up, Colombia, a few in Canada, um, some more in, in Canada, and a few in the Gulf Coast. Because, again, I serve from the top of Canada down through the bottom of, of Argentina, 21,000 plus work family members. And these dates go from starting in October and uh, right now, other than the ones that are to be determined, go through the middle of March. But this has been a, a very productive activity for us. Tomorrow I'm gonna be presenting to the executive leadership team um, because they it was a wait and see how this goes with Brit, And as I've given feedback, especially how the customers have got excited about where we are in these virtual site visits. Um, now all of the presidents and all the senior vice presidents want to engage, want to participate, want to support this effort of where we are. So that was it. I know that we had 30 minutes. I wanted to hear, leave some time for questions and answers. Hopefully I didn't go too fast. And hopefully my speed was just about interpreted as my excitement, my passion about how this adds a value to our work family members. 
Any questions? Hi, Brett. Hey, Paul. Audio went for a minute there. <laughs> Great presentation. A um, couple of questions. So, uh, Brett, I like how you refer to your employees as work family members. I think that's just, it's a great way of phrasing it, isn't it? It's a great way of, of, of um, creating a new perspective in communication. I mean, is that what you were trying to achieve? You know, it came about naturally about 12 years ago. Um, I, I just, I'm turned off with lack of a better term by re referencing the people that I spend a great amount of time with, the people that I serve, because I've always worked in, in HSE as employees, um, even as associates. I'm okay with the, the term worker, but I love the term work family member. And everywhere I go, um, every place that I've had the opportunity to present, that's always a point of discussion. And especially when I'm at the sharp end of the stick. So when I'm meeting with, with uh, operators, when I'm meeting with electricians or pipe fitters and they hear a president shared it with me. He said, just rolls off your tongue, Brett, because it's so natural and you believe in it. And he said, it makes me, he said, I've started using it. it makes me believe in it. And the response that you get when people refer to as work family members rather than employees or associates is very positive. Yeah. It's a dynamic, I, I think it's a really dynamic approach to, 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 you know, it's been a great topic for this event so far on leadership. And I think it's a really dynamic approach to leadership. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's really it's sort of hit me a little bit in the way that we can communicate better with our teams. And what a fantastic presentation. Um, just having a flick through. I know you can't see me, but I've got about five computers here um, doing this virtually. <laughs> so I'm reading out, checking on Twitch, checking on uh, the event app. Your compassion is so alive. What a lovely thing to say. Thank you, Sandra Atkins. Thank you very much. Just having a little scroll through. Um, how do you uh, how do you do safety orientations virtually? And that's from Josh Welp. Yeah, well, similar to the way that we're doing it here, we'll set up times and we, we've actually gone to, and I don't know if this is available uh, on other platforms, but in Microsoft Office, you can actually go into separate rooms, just like we were in uh, physically in the same space. So we'll set the topic. Our presenter will will go through some type of PowerPoint, if documents are used ahead of time, he or she would have would have sent those ahead of time and referenced them with the onboarding work family member. Um, a virtual test can be completed. There's a, a many ways that we've been doing it. Uh, and of course, we're still doing it face-to-face -face on the projects and we're just practicing the use of the face coverings and also the social distancing. But it sets the tone for the work family members that we're serious about preventing the spread of COVID-19, not only for them, but as important, and I'll say even more important for them becoming contaminated and then taking it home to an uncle, to an aunt, to a grandparent who may not be as uh, physically reliable or healthy as them. So we really want to ensure our work family members that they're coming into a work family that is a true work family 
and doesn't just care about them, but cares about their personal family at home. Yeah, so the, um, hang on a second, we've got some more here. What compassion? So we've had, that's another, another use of the word compassion there, Britt. <laughs> That's You've great. really given me something to go uh, go go back home and to work with. What what sterling communication tools to help navigate the storm of COVID? And that is, I think, that is it. Absolutely brilliant, Britt. Um, I'm just going to hold off just because they, <laughs> there's a little lag on uh, on Twitch, so we just sure. wait and see what comes through. If you don't mind, no problem. No, I think that's, I think that is it. Absolutely brilliant, Britt. Thank you very much, sir. You, sir, are a natural. That was brilliant. And um, I really enjoyed that session. Thank you so much for coming. If you'd like to learn more from Britt or if you'd like to re-engage with him, as I say, all contact details uh, for, for, for all our registrations from all our attendees, all our partners will be available after the event. The other thing as well is all the actual live streams are being recorded. So we're going to be rerunning these on HSE Network, hse-network.com. So feel free over the next week or two, we'll be publishing these again so you can watch back. Or if you missed this session and you're watching back live, you can watch these again on HSE Network. Britt, thank you very much and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you in the rest of the event. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Absolutely brilliant, that was. So um, on that note, I'm going to let you guys take a break. So it's lunchtime over in the States or dinner time in the UK, or I'm going to wait until this evening uh, to have my food. But for now, go and get yourself some lunch. Go and have yourself a, a short break. And then we're coming back for the third workshop of five workshops of this today's event. Um, the next one is actually on the topic of are we really learning from accidents? So we're going to be talking to this gentleman. I've been looking forward to having at our events for quite some time. And uh, um, he's also been heavily influential with a lot of my clients in the UK and Europe. And uh, I know for a fact we've been keen to get him along to a physical event, but we're pleasure to have him today to do a virtual workshop for us. And it's Mr. Nippon Anand, the founder of Novella Solutions, talking about are we really learning from accidents? A short presentation to illustrate why we're relying on accidents as a proxy of safety can prove misleading. Going to be absolutely fantastic. See you again in what will be a short 40 minute lunch. Not too much time, but enough time to get some food. We'll see you then. Thank you. Another great talk. Thanks to Britt for your time. And we look forward to welcoming you back to the HSE Network podcast next week.